Hey there, Jets Nation. Welcome back to One Jets Pod. Whether you're tuning into our video content or joining us on our audio-only platforms, we've got you covered. If you're enjoying what you hear or see, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to our channel, and don't just gently tap, but smash that bell icon to stay notified whenever we drop new content. Also, we love comments and five-star ratings. Thanks again, Jets fans. Now together, let's fuel the green and white passion. Let's go, Jets. Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. Hit it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Randy with the One Jets Pod. We thank you for checking us out here again. I hope everybody's having a great week. I hope everybody, all my Jet fans, Jet Nation, had a great bye week. It is now Giants week. And here on the One Jets Pod, I am joined by two co-hosts, two good buddies of mine, Brandon Batts and Dominic Lorenz. Brandon, my brother, how are you? What's up, my man? How you doing? I'm pumped. I'm ready. Giants week. Jets are back in action. Let's get it. Absolutely, man. I'm doing well. I'm I'm looking forward to some Jets football. Dominic, my brother. What's up? How are you? It's a little bit of a licking of the wounds kind of day. Two bad losses in a row. I'm wearing black in mourning a little bit, but I've done the old Italian tradition. I'm, I'm mostly Italian on my mom's side. So what do we do when we're any feeling? Happy, sad, frustrated, depressed, whatever. We eat our feelings. There was a lot of pasta and cookies that went down over the last 24 hours. So I am full, carb load and happy. And I'm ready to go off today. Let's go, boys. Oh, man. So, I mean, well, let's get right into it. I mean, wild week in the NFL, dude. I mean, we, we were just talking about it off camera, dude. It's just, it's nuts. I mean, hold on. Let me bring up, let me bring up some, uh, all right, here we go. I mean, we got Buffalo, Buffalo losing to the, to the Patriots, dude. Now I knew, I said it a couple of weeks ago, Buffalo's going to take a hit with that defense. I'm missing Milano and Jones, man. I mean, Andrew Davis White. Yep. Yep. White's out. I mean, this is, I mean, I still think Buffalo's a good team. You know, I, I still think they're going to be in the, in the mix in the thick of things as far as the AFC goes. But they aren't the same Buffalo team of the last three years, man. And they scare nobody. They no. scare no one. And they as a Jet them. fan, especially the Jet, as a Jet fan, they don't scare me at all. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we always play them close, especially since Robert Sala took over. And since he's taken over, uh, Allen's had some of his worst statistical games against the Jets. So mm-hmm. they're very beatable. Well, the Jets fans, you guys had a great week. Because not only was a bye, you guys could rest and just watch football. But oh, you man. got help. Bills lose, Dalton's lose, yep. and the yeah the Patriots won, but whatever, it's okay. I think you're in a situation where we, we needed need them to win, though. Well, you Chargers lost too. Chargers lost too. That helped us as well. Yeah. What, so what uh, else is new there? <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's division or wild card. I think Jets fans should be happy with the last. I would say since you since beating the Eagles up to this point right now, it's been a nice. 10 plus days for you guys just sitting in and gaining games in the standings. Oh, dude, just, I've been yeah. watching, I've been watching Eagles, Jets reactions all week, dude, <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, it's been great. It's fabulous. All right. Going back to these, uh, week seven predictions. What else we got here? The Rams, the Rams losing to the Steelers. No one saw that coming. Well, no one saw Cooper Cup not playing well. Yeah. You know, that bugged me because that lost me a fantasy game. But, you know, it helps the Niners. I'll take it. it. Absolutely. 
and let me tell you, I say this every week, guys. I'm petty. <laughs> and I'm about to put another team on the petty list. The Green Bay Packers. That team is trash. I I I have I'm gonna put Jordan Love right now in the same basket as Mr. Kenny Pickett. Don't like him, don't trust him. Your cousin your cousin Kenny Pickett? I'm telling <laughs> you, brother. Don't trust him. Cousin Kenny, baby. I, I mean I, Kenny. and the the Packers have weapons though. Yeah. And they can't do anything about it. Aaron I mean, Jones can't stay healthy. Maverick's mad too. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You're on the road. It's a hostile environment in Denver, but good lord, dude. Yeah, it, I, I mean, it, it's no wonder they were only favored a point and a half. I mean, yeah, I'm not certain what direction the Packers are going in um, with that team. They may they, they may need to load some of those contracts and re and just kind of re redo everything. Honestly, it's the perfect time now that Aaron Aaron's gone. Yeah. Also. Now, let, let me say this about an AFC team. The Ravens, I mean, they handle the Lions. And Lions pretty good football team. The Ravens, I'm saying it right now, that's that's the darlings of the AFC North. From Is there, it, from there, it's a it's it's you know, it's kind of a wild card because I Ravens are good. I mean, they beat up on they're the bipolar, Lions. Though. That that entire division is bipolar, though. Yeah. yeah. Because Cincinnati has been Cincinnati's been off. Baltimore is bipolar, and then you have Pittsburgh, yeah. who looked like Pittsburgh this past week. But they played the Rams. But still, it's a very herky jerky. But I'll ask you two. Though. I totally agree, Don. Yeah. I, I think it was a coming out party for him this week. I think I think it they showed be. up. I was like, all right, guys, we're, we're here. We're here. But but there was three games for me, and you guys can tell me rank them. What was the most embarrassing game to the least embarrassing game? Was it the Bills losing to the Pats? the Lions getting destroyed whenever, you know, they were the top of the NFC and, or my 49ers losing to the Vikings to primetime Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. What was the most out of the three disappointing? Because I think those were the three biggest disappointments of the week. Which one has the, which one had the biggest spread? Was it Niners? Which which games again? The Buffalo, New England. Buffalo had a seven and a half spread. Oh, was it seven and a half the final line? Yeah, okay. and then I had, De- I had eight and a half. Okay, Detroit, uh, Baltimore was actually favored by three, not Detroit. Mm. Yeah, that so, was that was kind of weird, but I guess it was because they were at home. And the Niners were favored by seven, so technically Buffalo had the biggest spread of seven and a half. But that, that's weird because that's a divisional game. Divisional games, you know, they they can just kind of go either way at times. You just never know. And it wasn't New England, and they're coached by Belichick, so. Yeah, I mean, say what you want for him. He he is, he, you know, he is a legendary coach. Um, as much as it, you know, I wanted to vomit in my mouth by saying that, but he, you know, he, you know, he is. And so, I don't know. For me, dumb like that 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 Niners game was the biggest disappointment for me when you consider the Vikings without their top re- receiving target. Uh, their running game isn't really that, you know, it's really not there in my opinion. Uh, far and away, the Niners are the superior team in in that in that game, and I just think they let that one go, man. They they let that one get away. So that for me, that was the most uh, uh, you know shocking for me uh, throughout the weekend. Yeah. And then yeah. then Detroit, and then 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 Pat's Bills, in my opinion. Yeah. I think honestly, for me, and 
I know this is probably going to raise some eyebrows. Yeah, the Patriots beating the Bills, it's a, it's a little like, it's kind of like, well, the Bills are supposed to be this darling of the AFC, and the Patriots are kind of down on their luck right now. They're not as good as they were. And you feel like that should have been a game the Bills should have won, even if it was the score was reversed and it was as close as it was still. The, the Bills should have still won that. The Niners, I'm going to be real with you, not as shocking. I mean, they're, we're talking back-to-back road games, the hostile environments, you know, they're banged up. So, I mean, I don't know. Six and a half might have been a little much, you know, especially back-to-back uh, road games. For me, the shocking one is Detroit. Even even the the points be damned for me. I could care less how much who's favored by how much in that game because Detroit you're you're supposed to be this team that's turning the corner you're supposed to be the darling of the NFC North and now all of a sudden the Vikings are showing that hey no we're not we're not done here and now you go on the road and lay a fat old egg I think what they score like six points six yeah that's embarrassing like I I know it's the Ravens yeah they absolutely do dude and to to go out and play like that like uh, like I'm still not I'm still not off off the Lions bandwagon. I don't know if I'm done picking them. I still have a lot of faith in them, but yeah, you can't be doing that. Like especially with 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 the resurgence of the Minnesota Vikings, the way they're playing, like uh, it could yeah. be neck and neck with that division. Now. I'm you telling should... you, dude. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. Parity, parity's big right now this season. Yep. And let's move into our weekly standings, as you see on the screen, folks. This week. Brandon and Dominic both go five and eight. Oh. I go seven and six, which helps me out tremendously. Keeps Dominic, as you see, it's in first place for a second weeks. week in a row. Congratulations, brother, at 62 and 44. And uh, Brandon and myself tied this week, even though I had a winning record. The, wi- the winning record this week helps me get into second place. And both of us are sitting there 61 and 45, which now puts it's me. Fluid. It's all fluid. So, I mean, this puts me this puts me in a big spot to get my first place position back next week. I don't like this, this trend. The two weeks I've been first place, the Niners have lost two games in a row. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to get out of the first place. Maybe, I, you know, the balance of power right now is not great for me. Oh, man. It's, just, it's you know, a wild week, man. Just one of them. You know, wacky, short, you know, was it only 13 games this week? Unlike, you know, we got a full slate this week, as you'll see when we make our predictions later. But, you know, just weird week, man. You know, just I call it one of those typical mid-October kind of weeks, you know. Yeah. And you get you get a couple of them every year. It's like a hang. It's like a hangover. You, it's and when you pick these games, you almost want to like try to guess like is it one of those weeks? You know, should I pick the opposite? But you can never yeah. be too sure when it's going to strike. So you just never know. It's like uh, it's the ultimate like if you want to pick an upset, like this is the year to pick just random upsets. Absolutely, absolutely happens. right, yeah. dude. Absolutely. Maybe right. it's the year Randy will actually pick the Bengals and they'll win for him. What? <laughs> what? Not I'm this not week. Don't do it this week. <laughs> I'm not picking the commanders anymore because they, they just don't treat, they don't treat me right. I have more faith in them than they have faith in themselves. Oh man! 
while we're on the while we're still talking about week seven in the NFL, fellas, let's talk about the Dolphins. Now, here are my notes. I mean, the Eagles, they stopped that potent Dolphins rushing attack. I, I believe the Dolphins were averaging like over 100 yards a game, I believe, right? I know you couldn't wait to talk about this one. Though, right? Oh, you know <laughs> it. You know it. And uh, Philly holding them to only 45 total rushing yards on 12 total attempts between three running backs or two running backs. And I think it was two or three running backs. Um, the big thing was they couldn't stop Philly on fourth down. Well, Philly was what, four for four on fourth down? On fourth down? Well, yeah, when you had the tush push or whatever the heck hey, they call it. Hey. It, they, it, how many it, times? They did it like four times in that game. Hey, yep. even though even though we, it was rigged, the Jets stopped it. Well, I don't care. <laughs> Just learned to stop it. But you know what? Hey, you know what? We did. I'm glad you said that because that leads me to the next part or the next point in my notes here. That defense is soft as Charmin, dude. Because I, I tell you. <laughs> Charmin soft. Soft, dude. Soft. They finally got ultra a, thin. They finally got a real offense, and we and we saw what happened, dude. And let me tell you, Miami's one of those teams, and I got it right here. That you know, once like Philly took the running game away from them and made them one dimensional. You make Miami one dimensional, and you don't make bonehead mistakes against them, dude. That's an easy team to beat. Easy Pretty team nice. to beat. You, you guys got anything to say about the Dolphins? I mean, because that's all I really have. I'll let you go down. The only thing I can think about the Dolphins is. They are who we thought they were defensively. They are yeah. who we thought, you know. I put again, that on the thing and I should have said that. Yeah, they are who we thought they were. Again, offensively, you have Tyreek Hunt. I, I know Jalen Waddle was a little banged up, so that took them a little bit out of the passing game, a little extra against a very good Eagles secondary. And again, sure. the Eagles were healthy this week. And yeah. they got a couple interceptions. They forced some bad plays for Tua Tungavailoa. So that hurt them. But overall... The Eagles, you know, who's stopping A.J. Brown right now? Nobody. Dallas Nobody, Goddard dude. Goddard finally came out of his shell and had a breakout game. Was it four games straight of over 130 yards? Correct. That's insane. Yeah, and touchdowns to boot. So, A.J. Brown's having one of those years. Could this guy be in the mix for MVP with this kind of play? You could. Ooh. You could You could put him in there. I know. A.J. Brown. Know the... It's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. So... Ah. Everybody talks about everybody talks about you know Christian McCaffrey. He has one bad game and he misses half a game, and he's like, "Oh, those voting odds are gone." He's it's like you have one two bad quarters and it throws off. Horrible, but dude. a quarterback's could have three or four bad games and still win it. It's it's very league driven. But the yeah. final thing on the Dolphins: look at their next five games: Patriots, Chiefs. The Chiefs games in Germany, yeah. Raiders, Jets, and Commanders. Soft, hard, soft, hard, soft. Dolphins are going three and two. I'll say it now. Three and two. That'll put them at eight and four. That's it. Mm. That's it. Simple as that. Again, when they're paired up against a bad team, they'll look great. Until they show up against a good team, even if they lose to the Chiefs, if they hang in competitively, then you'll start seeing some growth. But until you see something like that, they hung tough with the Eagles, but you got to play a complete game. They played about two and a half quarters with the Eagles. That was it. Yeah, it yeah, that's fair. I mean, and you know, honestly, they've been talking about it, you know, since Sunday, you know, yesterday and today, just about, you know, are they frauds? You know, they have not, they beat up all the on the bad teams, put up 70 points on the Broncos and 
you, you know, just look unstoppable. Uh, yet when they play set, a team that has any semblance of a defense or an offense, uh, they look they look pedestrian. Yep. Um, and, and and when you you consider that, you have to wonder, uh, you know, are they for real? And one thing I really appreciate uh, them talking about this week is the fact that the Dolphins are not a physical team. No, they're a finesse, finesse team. team. Mm. So when you have a team that comes in and is physical with them, they can handle it. Yep. And 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 you know, and since this is you know a jet pod, we are an extremely physical team. Very physical. One hundred percent. That bolts. That bolts. That bolts very well. I'm not saying you know our offense still has to catch up, yep. but defense wise, it, it, you know it definitely bolts in our favor. So, uh, you know, I'm I was never willing to 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 crown Miami yet. Um, Tua still has to get through a whole season. Um, they're still work, working through some things on their defense. Everybody thought Vic Fangio was going to come in and transform this defense, but they're giving up points. Well, see, that's the thing. Vic Fangio needs he he he's the kind he's that type of like the like the kind of defense the Jets are. That's the kind of defense he he is he's used to you know putting out on the field. He's not used to this kind yeah. of defense that Miami has out there. This finesse style of defense or whatever. Well, when the head coach is wearing a Rolex every week, it looks a little more finesse than a hard-nosed blue-collar worker. So, sorry, my, you know, that's just how it is. It's just we're spitting facts here at this point. Absolutely. It's true. Now, speaking of the division, uh, real quick, I want to touch on Buffalo. Now, this is what I got. Now, I got Buffalo still a decent team. They're banged up, but they still got a lot of good players. They'll be in every game. But they can't now. They can't afford more injuries because that's now. I I saw somebody say that you know every year a team there's always that one team that deals with you know the injury bug, and it seems like Buffalo could be that team. Now I don't wish injuries upon nobody, so you know I don't want to see anybody get banged up or, or or anybody anybody and no no one else get banged up because I'm just not that kind of person. Speak um, for yourself. <laughs> okay, I will. <clears throat> but um, I'm kidding. No. Okay. <laughs> At Brandon Bats, uh, or, 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 or no, no, sorry, it's right down there in the it, down there in the uh, bottom, the lower third. Uh, feel free. I'm kidding. Listen, <laughs> the Patriots. But no, like I still think Buffalo is a threat in the AFC. Um, I think they're going to be right there in the mix for the division. I think it's going to be a, I, you know, while I'm not saying Miami's out of the playoff race, I still think they're frauds, and since they're not as good as a lot of people think, they're not as dominant as a lot of people think. I think they could do something as far as slip down to be a wild card team, possibly. Um, but as far as Buffalo goes, I I still think they're pretty good as long as Josh Allen's the quarterback. I mean, yeah, you could even chalk it up. He could be like the modern day Brett Favre, where you know, yeah, he's going to give you a lot of good play, but yeah, he's probably going to make those bonehead mistakes, you know. So I think Buffalo's still going to be in the mix. Um, so I'm not counting them out. What do you guys think, Brandon? Well, um. I don't know what to make of Buffalo um, because every almost every game uh, I can count on my maybe one game where they looked they looked like world beaters and that was against Miami. Yeah, they were healthy. Game, they were still healthy then. Yeah, I mean, true, true. Um, but yeah, it's just that one game where they look they look like the. Uh, uh, you know, Super Bowl contenders that everybody, you know, puts them at. And so 
if you consider the games that they played, that giant game, you know, you know the 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 narrative that's surrounding the Bills is that they tend to play down to their competition. Uh, and you know that's coaching. Yeah, that absolutely. that falls on coaching. You play always absolutely. constantly playing down uh, to your competition when you should be beating the teams you should that you should be beating that you are more talented. Yeah, you know they have some you know injuries, but what team doesn't? There's a lot of teams right now that have that are dealing with injuries but are finding ways to win. So I mean, come on, look at us. We 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 lost our QB four plays in to the season. Nobody felt sorry for us. No. You know? They never do. So, you know, with with the Bills, I don't know. I just don't, you know, when I'm watching the game, and, I, and I, my brother's a big Bills fan. Oh, that's and, right. I, you know, I sent him a text message. I'm like, bro, what is going on? And he's like, I have no idea. This, like, this team frustrates me. I'm like, all right, well. Because even Bills fans don't really know what to make of this team. Because one minute they look good, next minute they're struggling against teams that they shouldn't struggle against. So. Yeah. You know, Buffalo is one of those weird situations where you have great pieces. Stephon Diggs, Pro Bowl wide receiver, he's a stud. Josh Allen is a stud. But after that, they don't really have that next stud. Their running game is good. Gabe Davis is a decent wide receiver, too. Mm -hmm. I think Buffalo, if they want to make a run and be to that Super Bowl caliber that everybody continues to say that they are, they have to be the biggest winner of the trade deadline. And you know how they do that? They need a slot receiver to complement Stephon Diggs because Diggs and Davis, they're far out. They run their routes. They go deep. You need an inside slot. They have like two easily like they used to have. Right? Exactly. They have two yeah. great tight ends in Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. I, I think they need to beef up their running game. I don't think they're going to do this, but you know who I think would be great to complement that offense and really give them horsepower? Tennessee's having a fire show. Go get Derrick Henry. Oh, don't say that. I I, I know I know oh, this is not going to be what Jets fans want to hear. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Man. We don't get any likes, but I guarantee you we just got a bunch of dislikes. I know. <laughs> but if, if you're thinking – if we all had Buffalo Bill hats on right now. Cook is a decent – he's decent. He's not great, but he's not horrible. If you got somebody like Derrick Henry on a team that's on the cusp, that's kind of bipolar a little bit, but they have those capabilities, they need a slot receiver, a running back, and one more defensive piece because of their injuries. If they hit all three of those points, maybe not Derrick Henry, but you get somebody like him, I don't know who else would be out there. Like the Niners last year got McCaffrey. That won the trade deadline. You get somebody, because Derrick Henry, I can guarantee you next week, he is not wearing a Tennessee Titan uniform. I'll be shocked if he's still there. Really, you think so? Where you know where it is, Don, that they are they both the Jets and the Bills um are looking into a slot corner uh in in the name of uh, Hunter Renfro from the Raiders. Hunter Renfro's a great a great option. Mm-hmm. He's a terrific slot receiver, underutilized by Josh McDaniels over the last two years. He yeah. probably wants That's out fair. just like That's just fair. like or maybe you know, just Devontae Adams. That's not gonna happen. No. But I, I'll I, be here in a year or two, though. You watch. Yeah, I think <laughs> Buffalo, if they want to get over this weird hump that they're living in right now, they have to go make a couple of moves at the trade deadline. I, I'm sorry, Jet fans. I'm just letting you know. Be prepared because some teams at this time of year get a little crazy. And they'll be like, we're going to need this. We're going to need this. We're going to need this. And sometimes it well, helps and sometimes it hurts. Billy keeps adding. 
players. Yeah. Philly's just like, whatever. What's that GM, Howie Roseman? Yeah. That guy's a fucking genius, yeah, dude. He is yeah, he so good. Bad. I mean, this guy does not care. He's like, we're going to constantly try to improve the team. Yeah. And, that, you know, you can't be mad at that. That's he, why I expect the Niners to make a couple of moves. John Lynch is not going to sit there with his hands under his ass and let teams like the Eagles or potentially Dallas or any of these contending teams in the NFC go outbid them for players. Maybe not the – not like Randy, we, we all talked about this in our group chat. Maybe not the best player, but a depth piece that's going to help you later yeah. on. Yeah. It, it just – with the Eagles, man, it just seems like – they make all these moves, especially at the trade deadline, even in uh, free agency or whatever. But it's it's never the most some you know it's never the most flashiest moves. It's never the most superstar player, but they go out and get guys, and they don't they don't do it to the detriment of their team. They don't put their team behind anything. It's just they just they just always it's just constantly it's just like a constant rotating cycle, dude. Like. I don't know who I can compare that. Like maybe the Oakland A's in baseball, you know, always just bringing up guys, you know, developing guys and just uh, making the right moves. I mean, Oakland A's do it all the time. They get rid of guys and they bring up guys and yeah, don't really miss it's, a beat. Yeah, the, Put them up. The Niners need someone to, you know, compliment the, the second best linebacker in the, in the NFL. So if they can do that, I think they would be doing pretty good. Yeah. Um. And before, and we're gonna finish up here with uh, week seven. <laughs> what happened? What I miss? He's he's throwing he, Fred. He's throwing I my Fred Warner, didn't I? Yeah, he said the nine. You know, basically referring to the Niners' second best linebacker. Oh, he suddenly threw it in. Oh, I gave him a moment. I'm like, oh, dude, shots <laughs> hey, ba- fired. Ba- Randy, hey, how you, Randy, how you missed that? Hey, I'm sorry. The, for the I'm last sorry. Two, for the last two weeks, it, 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 Fred Warner, it's, it's gone from one A one B as I said last show to now it's one and two. Fred Warner's <laughs> got to he's got to play the dark horse now. He's got to bring it back up, give him something to work toward redemption. No, no, no we know I'm just messing with you, buddy. Oh no, I love it. Hey, <laughs> hey, we can't always be number one all the time. We got to get humble. No, that's right. I got to lick my w- wounds in a good way. No, I love that's Dom, right. but Quincy's the best. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we're going to finish up week seven here. And I just want to touch on the San Diego Chargers. Now, I know they play the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Los uh, Angeles Chargers, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Los Angeles Chargers. That's still hard for me to say. I know. It's weird. Dang. Hey, I said Redskins last week, and I probably offended half of America. So I've looked back at a couple episodes and, re- and saw myself calling the San Diego Chargers. We had a couple of unsubscribes. So, of- <laughs> hey, just like Randy a couple weeks ago, talk about that Niner baseball game. <laughs> We all oh, have anyways, the Chargers. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, yeah, uh Herbert's still overrated. Two picks. I mean, they were I believe they were on the road. Were they in Kansas City? Yeah, yep. okay, I get it. But I mean as far as I'm concerned, I've heard no no flack on this kid. You know, they still want to call him an elite quarterback. Like, I'm gonna be real with you. Brock Purdy's better than Justin Herbert, dude. And I don't care if Brock Purdy's been having a rough couple of weeks. He's also been on the road in some hostile environments. His team's banged up. I guarantee you when the Niners get back home, they'll play a lot better. You know, they'll probably play a close game to the Cincinnati Bengals. But, you know, they got, they're got they going to be home for two weeks at, with, with the bye week at home, you know, get healthy. 
and you watch coming out of that by Brock Purdy you're gonna when they get healthy, they'll be back to the Niners of old. So but Justin just, Herbert had no chance. I'm just so sick of this kid. With Taylor Swift and Mahomes' wife and their secret handshake. Oh my god. Should we all just you in unison just vomit on much. our just vomit? <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It's just too much. I don't know. I'm gonna tell they kept replaying that little I'm like, guys, what is what is happening to the NFL? I was at I was at a bar Sunday. I was at a concert, but before I was at, uh, having dinner, and these four wait four waiters and a couple you know waitresses that were all watching the TV. Chiefs game was finishing up, and they're showing the highlights of them creating their handshake at halftime and all this stuff. And all of them, all eight of them in unison, said they both need to get the f off the TV. And I just looked, and I'm like, from like four tables down, I'm like, you said it. And the whole restaurant's looking, and they're like, oh, we know what you're talking about. It just started a frenzy. And I'm like, oh, damn, it's it's infiltrated everywhere. It's everywhere. I've never been a Taylor Swift fan. Don't care for her music. I mean, not saying, not going to say that it sucks. I'm not going to alienate people. It's just not my taste. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I'm just, just sick of hearing about her, man. I'm just like, like Al Michael said it best. I mean. What did he say? Something like, uh, you know, this isn't a tabloid show or whatever he said. He's like, I, I, this is the NFL, this is Sunday Night Football or whatever. So, don't, yeah, don't let the don't let the Swifties get you, man. Yeah, that uh, that shit's getting annoying. But yeah, I, again, I'm gonna go ahead and say, you know, Justin Herbert continues to play overrated. Like I said, I think Brock Purdy's better than Justin Herbert. I, I just everybody says he's clutch, but I don't see it. Just don't see it. Well, it's the stats. He does have quite a few comebacks in the fourth quarter, but we haven't seen that this season. Well, like week one and week two, and it don't really matter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get get him a new coach. They got who, a new OC. Who is the coach in San Diego? Or excuse me, Los Angeles. Uh, um, Stay Stanley or Stanley. Yeah, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Get him. Get it. If you, I'll give Justin Herbert. A new coach, a quality coach, one year after that first year with a quality coach, if he's still doing this, the Chargers are cursed. Who he's could, done. Who could who could turn around Justin Herbert? Who who who's gonna be available? Who's on the hot seat? It would have to be like a college coach or something. Really? Dig him deep from college? Well, who would be on the uh, firing first, block? A first right year now? head coach? Oh, a first year NFL head coach? Ooh. Like there's yeah. so much there's so much parody in the NFL right now. There is no one team I could say that coach is definitely getting fired. The only one that I could see if the barbarians come at the gates would be the Packers head coach from the floor. He's the only one I could see because those you know how those Packer fans are. They'll come for the gates. And if they go in that full rebuild like we talked about or just digging deep, LaFleur, before he and Rodgers went sour, had a good relationship. And I'm pretty sure that was all Roger. Because what's he doing with Jordan Love right now, dude? <laughs> and, and it shows in New York, especially when Rogers yeah. is there, that Rogers he runs the show, dude. He runs the fucking show, man. And so I think Lafleur is a bit of an overrated coach because he's not doing anything with Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'm being real. I'll, I'll say it right now. I mean, I know it's early, but I think the Packers' run of Hall of Fame quarterbacks just came to an end, fellas. <laughs> It's, God, the Packers, what, you think, I don't even like Packer what, fans. Sorry, sorry. You, they piss me off. They really do. And, I, and this goes back years, so this is nothing. They were talking a lot of junk, too. 
They do. When, they when, always do. They always talk a lot yeah. of shit. And then they run out, and then, and then they get these Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean, they didn't run Brett Favre out of town, like, but they did talk a lot of shit after you know he went to Minnesota. It's like, dude, he went there for two years. He was there for what, 15, 16 years. Gave you a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Took you to a couple. But they they basically ran Rodgers right out of town. Like that fr- that that franchise's fan base is getting trash, dude. Just Ooh. absolute trash. And I was and I and I lived in 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 De Pere, Wisconsin for six and a half months. Stay with some friends while I was going through my divorce back in my twenties. And man, the fans in person are just as much trash as they are online, dude. It's pathetic, pathetic. <laughs> but anyways. That wraps up week seven. Again, Dominic, congratulations on back-to-back weeks in first place. And uh, Brandon, haha, I beat you. <laughs> I told you I was coming back. I told you I was coming back. It's close, man. It's close. It, it's going to be – I'm telling you, no one's it's running good. away with this. No one's running away with it. Oh, I'm going undefeated this week, fellas. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do that every week. <laughs> Anyways. Dominic, again, welcome to your first preview show. Let's do it. We're going to preview the Giants and the Jets. The Giants are the home team this week. I believe the Giants are what? Uh, one and five? No, two, two and five. five. Two and five. I don't know why I didn't put the record down there, but they got the Jets at three and three. Now the Giants are coming off a, di- a divisional win against the Washington Commanders. And now that ends a four-game skid for the Giants. Um now, the Giants are riding a high. My thing is, it's just no secret, and Brandon knows this, is under Robert Sala, and I even think this might even go even further than Robert Sala. I mean, you'd have, we'd have to look it up, but the Jets are not very good post-buy. Yeah, um, pretty bad record. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, I don't know why I don't have the stat. I, I was really rushing through this script earlier. I mean, I, it was like a last-second thing, and I apologize to everybody for that. Um, like two and something. It, something like that, huh? Yeah, it's 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 mm. pretty bad. It, and while uh, – now, I looked, I, I looked online. I didn't see anything as far as for certain, but – I haven't seen anything where it says they're getting ready or they're going to clear Daniel Jones to play this week. So my guess is Tyrod Taylor is going to be the quarterback in this game for the Giants. Like, what do you guys think, Brandon? Have you heard anything? Uh, you know, they've been pretty tight-lipped about uh, the availability of of Daniel Jones. Obviously, that's posturing. Um, just kind of keep the, the, the Jets off balance a little bit. Um, so I haven't heard anything uh, with regard to who is going to play. Um, I almost rather play Daniel Jones than than Tyrod Taylor. Me too. The Giants Tyrod have a way better chance with Tyrod Taylor. For sure, they do. Yeah, because I mean, he's playing free. He's playing free, and, yep. and that 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 typically is is the most dangerous type of quarterback when they're playing free. Yeah, he's got no pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all, you know. Um, so he doesn't—he doesn't have that forty million dollar price tag that Daniel, John, that Daniel Jones has um, carrying. So I'm very nervous about this game. Um, this is one of those games that the Jets lose in, in, in past history or recent history. Yep. 
they have to dispel the notion or the narrative of the same old Jets. Um, and, and, you know, I feel like they're constantly fighting that that moniker or that this same old Jets because it's always, it's always something that... There's always something they're trying to overcome. They can, they can yeah. overcome something one week, but then the next week it's like, oh, that same old Jets mentality comes back because it's like, wait, well, now you got to go overcome this, you know, because you haven't right, done this right. in Right, so, right. Absolutely. Great point, great point. So, I was so looking... They, Oh no! Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so they they need to come out again, Randy. We've said it many times, and Dom, you chimed in as well. They you can't start slow. No, coming firing, put them to bed early. Yep. Beat the teams that that like because let's face it, the Jets are more talented than the Giants. Absolutely. They are. Yeah. Uh. Um. And and so they need to. Win the games they're supposed to win. They're three point um what three point favorites in this game, I yep. believe. Yes. Win the games you're supposed to win, and go home. Handle your business and go home. Don't play with your food. No. Do, do what you got to do. And you make you know? a great point. It's with you know starting off you know hot and fast, and this is the team to do it. Twenty third in yards allowed. Open it up. Open it up. And again, we have to be better. Not only do we got to start off fast, but we got to be better on third down, guys. And we got to be better in the red zone. They were, dude, there's I, I I wish I and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get his name because he's made a great point. And it's, it's, um he said it a few times in some of the X spaces. Um Jeff can just add a little, you know, that t- extra 10%. Dude, even if you score. One touchdown, you know, early in the first, you know, first drive, bam, go down, score a touchdown. Field goal, field goal, field goal the rest of the game, then bam, fourth quarter touchdown, boom. You're going to win the game, dude. With this defense, all you need is all you need is two touchdowns, two, and you can kick two or three field goals. You need to hit those accent marks yes, on but this you, game. But you got you to get better in the red zone, and you got to mm-hmm. be way better on third down. This was a game where I was looking forward to from beginning of the season because it is Jets-Giants. It's the New York slash New Jersey rivalry, and it's, you know, share the stadium. This is this is a pride-sake situation, and especially during hard knocks when the Jets and the Giants played in the preseason game and Aaron Rodgers was chirping at the Giants and you don't know me, who are you, that whole mentality, and we're like, oh, coming out of the bye, this is going to be a sexy matchup. Yeah. yeah, Aaron Rodgers isn't there right now, but there is as much on the line now for the Jets, I feel, as if there would have been if Rodgers was here and everything else. I don't think the situation and the game plan should change one bit. I Treat this like a divisional game. Start fast, no duh. Play clean, fundamental football. Don't beat yourself up. Absolutely. And hit those accent marks. And you need to go drive and kick somebody in the throat, kick them in the throat, and rip out their throat at the same time. Mm-hmm. Do a two-for-one option. It's got to be like that. And it's got to be balanced. I know we. T- I know that term, you know, everybody's got to have a balanced attack. You know, you got to run. You got to pass. Is it cliche? 100%. But especially with this Jets team right now at 3-3, three and three, coming out of a bye and coming off a big upset against the Eagles. And you guys both mentioned perfectly. The Jets struggle coming out of the bye week. Yep. So you already might have a – if you guys played last week, you would have maybe felt a little hangover from that big Eagles win. But awesome. now you 
you've been, you know, possibly, but you've been resting on it now for an extra week on the bye. You, if there was any week to start off strong and have a great first quarter and go up like 10, nothing, 14, three, this is the week who cares who you're playing, just everything proceeding and coming up to this game. This is it. Do everything right. Yeah, we haven't earned the right to look beyond opponents or look past opponents. We just sure. have not earned that right. Not that mm-hmm. anything should be doing that anyway, but you know, the Jets are on a team that could be like, oh yeah, you know, with this step, this that, and the third. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking in the future towards the Charger game or whatever. No, face the team right in front of you. Do what you got to do. Solid said they're trying something different um, out of the bye this season, uh, this year. Uh, so we'll see what that is in his press conference today. Um, he said the same thing last year. We lost. We played the Patriots, <laughs> and that's Zach, Zach Wilson. <laughs> 10-3 game that really just burned my soul. Oh, um, man. But, uh, Don, you remember that game? I don't even remember that game. It was 3-3 the entire game, and we oh, lost. It, it was one of – wasn't it we one lost of the, the low, I think it was one of the lowest scoring games in the NFL last year, if not the lowest. It was yeah. 3-3. We lost on a kick return. Punt return. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's punt right. Punt return. Yeah, but it was one of those games where it was just a slow, painful yes. death by a thousand cuts. And that's Dude. what we can't. And that's what we can't do. Like, like Brandon stated, man. do the opposite of that. Do and you know everything it, the opposite? It's and it's the perfect game to really judge Zach. Like, like I get it. I know he's been progressing each week, and that's that's a true testament to the coaching staff, especially Hackett, especially you know that horrible coaching job worst coaching job in nfl history or whatever the hell he said like like well he's taking one of the worst quarterbacks in nfl history as a lot of people have been dubbing this kid and turning him around he's a top top 21 quarterback and he's Mm -hmm. slowly creeping into that top 20 could be top 15 by the end of the year which (laughs) we've always stated if we could get a top 20 quarterback play this team this team gonna win some games now this is like i said this is a good test even though he's been progressing I can see the Giants defensive coordinator Martindale just yeah, okay, you're progressing, but we're also gonna we're also gonna take away your run game and force you to beat us. And that's why I said like it's time we start opening up this offense with Zach. You got the twenty third ranked defense as far as yards allowed. Like put it on him. Put it on him. I mean you could all you might even almost be able to pass to set up the run. I mean, this is this is a perfect opportunity for the Jets to come out, like you guys said, make a statement, go up 10-0, 14-3 going into the half. Like, it's the perfect game. But like Brandon said, it's also one of those games that in the past, the Jets, even though it's the perfect game, you know, we might be the stronger team on paper. We come out flat. The Giants are susceptible to big plays. This is where if you're going to open up that playbook and what Robert Sala is saying, we're going to try something different. If that difference is throwing deep down the field to the Mr. Always Open Garrett Wilson. Hmm. Big play Wilson, always open, Giants susceptible to big plays. That seems like a match made in heaven to me. Mm-hmm. Air it out, sling it out. Because if the Giants are going to counter the Jets run and the run hasn't been the best part of this Jets offense, clearly we've been talking about it a couple weeks leading up until the previous two games, you know, that they weren't utilizing Brees. Hold Dalvin Cook's pretty much a ghost at this point. They're not using him anymore. He's probably could be on the chopping block and trade block. Yep, he is. So you're at a point. Him and Carl Lawson. 
So it looks like this is a situation where this is on paper going into the hands of Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, if that's the case, if that's, if this is what trying something new means, do it. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, any final thoughts on this game, guys? I'm actually uh, since we're since since we're talking about it, I'm actually let's go ahead and get this this one out of the way, and we can touch on the rest of the games in the next segment. But um, I'll start with uh, we'll start with Dominic on this one. Uh, what's your pick? Jets versus Giants. You know, it's different with Taylor if he's quarterback in this game. I'm not going to do what we did last week with Trevor Lawrence and Lawrence <laughs> played. You know, we won't do that this week. Straight up. Why would you want to pick? Why would you even want to change your pick if Daniel Jones? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That pick, why would I do that? Um, it's going to be, it's going to be, I think, a closer game than a lot of people were thinking. I agree. Yeah. I think the two biggest weapons for the Giants is, of course, Waller and Barkley. I have faith that the Jets could stop Barkley on the ground. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Now they incorporate him in the passing game. That's different scheming. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the bye coming out of the bye week record scares me of the Jets, but we're trying something new. I think there's a lot of hype on this team after the Eagles game. My hope is that it's not a hangover game and slash a trap game. It's close. Jets escape this one and take the bragging rights this year. I'm going to go with 20 to 14. Okay. Some, something along those lines. Each team, though, will have a couple turnovers. It might get a little sloppy, but Jets will come away with it. Brandon? Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Um, 2017, field goal wins the game. Greg the leg. Greg the leg. Greg the leg. All right, now I'm going to be real. I'm going to be up front. Do it. I think the Jets are going to win. I absolutely think the Jets are going to win. And I think it's going to be somewhere around the lines of 21, 24, 13, something like that. I know what's happening. That's not what I have on my paper, fellas. I'm picking the Giants in the pick'ems just in case the Jets decide to lay an egg in this game. At least I don't screw myself with the pick'em. So I think the Jets are going to win, but on paper, I'm picking the Giants. I'm I'm telling you, I'm out for blood with these pick'ems this week, boys. I'm getting my my first place status back. And if I, you know, I'm doing what it takes. And if I got to do reverse psychology to get a Jets win, that's fine too. Call Randy Mr. Kenny Rogers, the gambling man. <laughs> he is gambling with his Jets identification card. No win to fold him. Yeah. No <laughs> All right, guys. So, hey, that's our Jets preview. Um, so, we got uh, Brandon and uh, Dominic picking the Jets. I think they're going to win too, but I'm going to pick the Giants as far as the pickums go. So, and for that's the a parody great... purpose for absolutely, parody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a great segue into our week eight predictions. And we're going to start off on Thursday night with the Buffalo Bills versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Honestly, I'm going to be real with you guys. When I was, when I was making these uh, predictions, I was looking at that one for a good couple of minutes and I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to come back. And I made the rest of my picks, and I came back to it, and I still looked at it, and I was like, man, this is tough because I can almost see Buffalo on a bit of a hangover after that loss in New England. 
um, falling to the Bucks. But the more and more I thought about it, I figured, you know what, this might come down to quarterback play, and I'll, ultimately I'm going to give the edge, you know, to Josh Allen. So I went with the Buffalo Bills here, and I'm thinking – I think it'll be close. I really do. I think I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of 24 to 21 Buffalo. Hmm. It's interesting. It's one of those games where if you look at all the Thursday night games so far, all of them have been pretty, I don't want to say lopsided, but most of them have been distinct differences. This past week, the Saints and Jags have been the closer of the bunch for Thursday night football. Monday night football has been more tight knit games with the exclusion of the giant Seahawks. So there's been a little differences. So going on that Thursday trend, Buffalo's at home and this favored week. by seven and a half points. I'm sorry about that. I think that's a little generous based on what's gone on with Buffalo so I far. Do too. I do too. So I will say Buffalo. Yes. I think it's going to be a battle of who has more receiving yards. Is it going to be Mike Evans or Stefan Diggs? But I think Josh Allen, I trust him a little bit more. Baker has been a big surprise this year out of Absolutely. all the quarterbacks in the league. I think a lot of people thought Tampa was going to be in the dumps in the South, but they're alive and well at three and three. Uh, but give me Buffalo somewhere within a touchdown, maybe a four-point game, six-point game in that sense, 21-27, 24-28, something in, that, in those lines. But again, guaranteed, take it to the bank. Stephon Diggs has a prototypical Stefan Diggs game over a hundred yards and a touchdown reception. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think this is a clean sweep here. I'm going with Buffalo. I think they get off the schneid. Um, I think this game will be a lot closer. It's going to be hard to get that monkey off the Buffalo's back because um, uh, they are feisty. Uh, Tampa is feisty. They still have a good defense. Um, and, and I see, and I think that'll give Buffalo some fits. Um, but they ultimately come, you know, get the monkey off their back and they win this game, uh, maybe, maybe 24-17. Okay. So clean sweep on Buffalo there. Now, speaking of generous, as far as um, points favored, as we move on to the Cowboys versus the Rams, the Cowboys are actually favored by six and a half. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be – that bad i think it'll be a lot closer i think i think the rams will show up but i ultimately got the cowboys in this one and i'm thinking somewhere along the lines of like 27 24 cowboys hmm. Oof. It, it's hard because when you have the rams that have two really good receivers cooper cup and puka nakua nakua has been an awesome story so far for the rams and i hate to say that because as a niner fan within the division it, it's tough and Dallas with a beat-up secondary right now, again, they handled the Chargers, but are we surprised that they handled the Chargers no. the way that they did? They no. did keep Keenan Allen rather quiet in that game, but again, they didn't have Mike Williams. Palmer was nice addition for the Chargers, but Cup is Cup, and Puka Naku has been a top-10 wide receiver this year. Yep. I think this will be, again, closer than most people think. If the Rams put the pressure on Dak, the Rams could be okay, but they're lacking a running game right now with Williams being out. Henderson was nice, but I don't think that running game is elite. So give me the Cowboys in a close one. And I, God, I hate saying that. <laughs> I 
don't blame you. Uh, we don't know your affinity for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. So, <laughs> so rock solid. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys too. Simple. All right, clean sweep of the Cowboys. All right, moving on. We got us a little NFC North action. We got the Packers at home taking on the Vikings. Green oh, Bay's favorite at two and a half. Now I, what? I said, yeah, I said this just a little bit. Yeah, that 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 was a little weird. Um, I just said it a bit ago. I'm petty. I'm not trusting Green Bay. Jordan Love is not the quarterback I thought he was. Michael Lafleur, that's his name, right? Michael Lafleur. I get that. Yeah, Matt, Lafleur. Matt, 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 Matt Lafleur. Lafleur. I'm sorry. Just, I don't know, kind of an overrated coach in my opinion. He's not, he's not really doing anything. He's not developing anything over there in Green Bay. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm a, I'm going to be straight up with you. I got the – it's it's a divisional game. Yeah, I get it. But that two and a half points, no. I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you straight like this. I think Minnesota kicks Green Bay's ass. I'm Ooh. talking 24 to 6. Oh. No, no, no tutties? No, no tutties. They suck. Mm. No, Minnesota's going to ride that high after beating San Francisco, and they're just going to – I mean, they're just – they're going to go into Lambeau and smack them right in the jaw. From what I saw last night, from Minnesota, if they, again, go with that mentality, 100%. Jordan Addison is replacing Justin Jefferson really well. Yes, they don't have a running game, but – if Kirk Cousins plays like he did last night, it should be a slap in the face. I'll give Packers one tutty in this game, but Hawkinson, Addison, I think Minnesota's going to win their fourth out of their last five. I'm thinking about how this season has gone so far. And this, while- this, this falls right into – one of those games where Green Bay just like comes out and just destroys Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel it. Yeah, it could be. Could be. I don't know. Oh, I thought I, that's not even big, gonna, is it? <laughs> so so no, I'm gonna go with the Vikings begrudgingly, but why? Watch, I'm gonna eat my word just like I did. Last week, I was like, I knew this they were going to win, and I didn't pick them. But <laughs> I just – they looked inept, completely inept. But if we follow the same storyline as most of these games have been this year, watch they turn around and just win this game. Yeah. It yeah. would be it would be very apropos of that. Yeah, yeah it, be, it, it would be right on par. It wouldn't be yeah. that shocking. I, yeah, I could see it. All right, so we got a clean sweep of the Minnesota Vikings. Now we move on to a – a game that actually makes a little more sense as far as uh, points favored here. Uh, Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tennessee Titans. Atlanta's favored by two and a half. I tend to agree. That sounds about right. I'm taking the Falcons. I picked them last week. They came through for me. Help me help me uh, get back in the second place. I think, and I'm talking, this is going to be low scoring, man. I'm talking 16, 13, 17, 14. Give me the Falcons. Good though. Honestly, this is going to be the Young Hoku versus Nick Folk kicking fest. Yep. yep. I feel it's one of those games where 
you know, we don't use this that often, and I hate that this is still a thing in the NFL. Ties. I yeah. feel some reason this could be one of those scenarios where this could be like overtime and ends in a tie. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the logos. Like, I don't, you know, you really don't hear Atlanta versus Tennessee that often. It just seems like an odd matchup right in the middle of the season in the thick of it. Atlanta wins last week, and Bijan Robinson doesn't even touch the ball. Right. What the heck? Tennessee is a juggernaut. They have Derek, you know, Henry. They're using Spears more. Tannehill's inept, but they have DeAndre Hopkins. They just trade one of their defensive. There's too many things weird, going man. on. Yeah, this is weird. Drake London's flipping on top of his head last week. Kyle Pitts is actually performing now. Yeah. <laughs> this is a juggernaut game. I would not be shocked if it goes. It's a field goal kicking contest that goes into overtime and somehow potentially almost ends in a tie. But for the one of the few times in my life, Atlanta might win, and I'm going to pick Atlanta. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, B- funny. B- it's funny you bring up the, the ties. Ball. It's funny you bring up the ties. I was, at, I was like a couple of days ago, I was thinking that thinking about that like why the hell do we still have ties in football like, that's no, stupid they're trying to live up to its british name of oh football <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> they're trying but Bijan robinson has a big game okay he, he needs to come back week we need it they're in they're in uh tennessee right yes mm-hmm Could be it's Derek's, a, Derek's it's a last sneaky... home game. Derek Henry's last give me, home game. <laughs> give me the Titans. Okay. Okay. Derek Henry. Yeah, I just mm, Desmond Ritter, man. Uh, it, it, but the games they're winning, they're winning in spite of Desmond Ritter. How yeah. dare you? How dare you? They are. Desmond, you leave Desmond... my Falcons alone. <laughs> <laughs> the one team that's giving him hope in these picks. That's uh, not uh, on his list yet. Woo! Give me, give me the, yeah, give me, give me the Titans. Although I feel like he can go out of the way, but yeah. uh, all right, yeah. all right, we got Brandon with the Titans and Dominic and myself with the Atlanta Falcons. All right, we're gonna move on now to the Indianapolis Colts versus the New Orleans Saints. Oh. Another one of those kind of head scratcher games. I was like, ah, don't know which way to go here. I mean, they're both kind of streaky teams in my opinion um i guess ultimately i went with the favorite team in this one indy's favored by a point and a half and that sounds about right with 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 these two squads so i picked indy and i'm thinking somewhere along the lines of like oh god 2017 go ahead brandon i'm thinking i'm thinking on this one (laughs) i i think i know which way i'm going but there's rash there's reasonings why brandon go first (laughs) i'm looking at hmm Yeah, this is a this is a this is a tough game to pick. Yeah. Derek Carr versus Gardner Minshew. And probably the Saints for food for thought. Chris Olave questionable. He got arrested last arrested. night. Yeah, he might get beginning. He did. So he it could be a proba- you know, yeah. probational thing. Who know yeah. you know, he could play, but food for thought. Something happened last night. Well, if they got suspended, it would it would start next week, right? 
unless they hammered it down tomorrow and say immediately. Well, it is. Yeah, it is early in the week. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that was stupid. I mean, I get, I, I get something. You know, some. I know some people were saying, okay, he wasn't drunk. I get it, but you know what, dude, you were speeding. You were going over almost forty miles an hour over the speed limit. Like, do we not sure. learn anything from from other people's mistakes? Even if you're not drunk, that's still you can still kill somebody. His his teammate punched somebody in Vegas and got three games. Yeah, so, like, yeah, he's probably gonna get at least four. Maybe five. You know, they still got Michael Thomas. They still got Shahid. Um, mm-hmm. They still got Kamara. I go with the Saints because their defense is a little better. Just that. That's that. It, it's very, you're plucking. We're plucking hairs. Yeah. I, I really think they're two very similar teams. Jonathan Taylor looks back for the Colts. He's back to being that RB1. Zach Moss is going to be in that but, reserve. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're running game. They're ninth and rushing. Yeah. Top so, 10. Yeah. So, so you can run it down their throats. Minshew's utilizing downs that rookie wide receiver. Michael Pittman kind of been an afterthought right now in their offensive scheme. But they're at home. Oh, if Olave doesn't play, the Saints look good last week, but they can be inconsistent. Yeah, they can. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I got a little, a mini soft spot for the Colts. I'll, I'll go Colts. And they're sixth in offense. Yeah, in, in points. Sixth Min, in they're, points. they're not, they're not missing a bounce with, with Minshew. They hung tough with a very good Cleveland defense. So, yep. yeah, they can put points up on the board in a hurry. Absolutely. All right, so we got Brandon with the Saints and Dominic myself with the Indianapolis Colts. All right, moving on. We got us a little AFC East action. We got the Miami Dolphins taking on the New England Patriots. Uh we got wow, Miami's favored at the moment at nine and a half points. Ooh. Uh yeah, I don't think it's gonna be that bad. I, I think Bilicek tends to play well in divisional games. You know, it's just, it's just what he does. I think this is going to be a lot closer game, and I'm talking like something like 27-24, maybe 30-27. to 27. I ultimately got the Dolphins winning because they are at home. Uh, not that yeah. freaking matters when it comes to the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, it might be a lot of Patriots fans there, too. So, but yeah, I got the Dolphins winning. I just think they're the better team at the current moment. Um, but for nine and a half, a divisional game against Bill Belichick and company, no. So yeah, give me a close one, Dolphins. Yeah, um, actually, I, I think the Dolphins blow the doors off on on the Patriots, and really? I think because okay, yeah, man, Dolphins play the Patriots pretty well. They beat them. They beat they them up pretty pretty good. Um, and, and I just don't think. Again, they're on the road in Miami. Um, Dolphins come on off this loss. Uh, and and the Patriots just aren't good. They, they don't, you know, so and the, the Patriots are not a physical, in my opinion, they're not as physical a team as the Eagles or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? They're missing a lot of pieces on defense as well. So yeah, give me give me the um give me give me the Dolphins big in this one. I I think. 31-14, something like that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I got Dolphins in this game. A little bit of a bigger score. But I when we talked about the Dolphins earlier in the show, 
I said, win, loss, win, loss over their next five games. It yeah. starts with a win this week against New England, straightforward. All right. Now, we've already touched on the Giants and the Jets. Um, next, we got the Steelers versus the Jaguars. This is in Pittsburgh. Jacksonville's actually favored by two and a half points. No, just keep um, yeah, I just – yeah, I think the Steelers are yeah. riding a high right now. Like I said, I don't trust Kenny Pickett, but, I mean – they're playing some pretty decent ball right now. And I think Jacksonville, while I think they're the AFC uh, South darling, I think they're going to win that division. I think they come, you know, crashing back to earth this uh, this week. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. There's just something about the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Like, they're not, they're not the best team. They're not one of my favorites as far as the AFC. But like I said, they're playing some pretty decent ball right now. I think it'll be close. I'm talking somewhere along the lines of maybe, oh, I don't know, 24-21. But give me the Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. At home, too. So. Yeah, give, give me the Jags. Okay. I, 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 this couple of games, the Steelers are winning in spite of Pickett. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're like Atlanta. They're like Atlanta. Yeah, they're like Atlanta. Um, but, but I think the Jags will pre- prove to be just a little bit too much. For 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 the Steelers, um, and uh, you know, and I think the Jags win this one, maybe in a close affair, you know, twenty three seventeen type of game. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Give me this. Give me uh. Give me the Jags. I think this is a game a lot of people are going to freak out over because Calvin Ridley is not going to perform well again. The Steelers just held Cooper Cup to five point three fantasy points. That's true. You guys can do the math on that on your own. I think Calvin Ridley, who had one catch for five yards against a decent Saints defense, Pittsburgh's going to lock him down. But they got Kirk, they got Evan Ingram, and Travis Etienne is going off recently on the ground. They're utilizing that running game to open up Trevor Lawrence in the passing game. Jacksonville in this game, 100%. All right, so you got Brandon Dominic with the Jags and me sitting all by myself with a Pittsburgh Steelers. You better not make me get petty next week, boys. Who's going to make Randy's petty list next week? What new team will join? Oh, man. Right now, it's a possibility of either the uh, Falcons or the Steelers. <laughs> All right, moving on. A little NFC East action. We got the Commanders versus the Eagles. The Commanders are at home, but, I mean, Philadelphia's favored at six and a half. I tend to agree. While I like the Commanders, you know, it's looking like it's going to be, what, two weeks in a row that I'm not going to pick them. I mean, it's just for me, the Eagles are the stronger team. I mean, it's just a no-brainer here. I like the Absolutely. I like Philly here. I do think because it's a divisional game, I think it'll be closer than a lot of people expect. Um, not that close. Give me Philly somewhere along the lines of like twenty-four thirteen, something like that. Twenty-four fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Give me the uh give me Philly. And that's why I'm not picking up the commanders anymore. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. You like the Bengals treat you, Randy? Yeah. I don't have. I don't have that one team yet. That's like Randy's Bengals or your Commanders. So your Commanders. Maybe we'll see this week if I get a team that's like that. But for me, easy Eagles sweep away. It's a clean sweep on this one. I don't care what the score. It the Eagles move on. (laughs) Eagles. All right, moving on. A battle of wait is uh. Rookies. Rookie quarter. Okay, so Bryce Young is playing. Okay. For some reason, I thought he was injured. I don't know why. 
So we got a battle of the rookie quarterbacks. We got the Panthers versus the Texans. The Panthers are at home. Houston is actually favored by two and a half points. I tend to agree. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think actually Houston's going to have themselves a little coming out party. And I think Houston smacks them around to the tune of like 27 to 10. You know, Carolina is a weird, you know, they haven't won a game yet. So, of course, they're going to be down in the dumps. One thing that bugs me about Carolina is I made one of the smartest picks in drafts. I took Adam Thielen in like the 10th round of fantasy football. (laughs) And I let him go after two weeks or like after the first (laughs) week because I had whatever something happened. And now he's going off. So maybe Carolina's that team just because of fantasy reasons why I just can't pick them. And it's not because they're 0-6. But I like what Houston's doing with D'Amico Ryans. That defense is coming along. C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins are making a great tandem over there in Houston. Stroud is just a phenomenal talent. He's good. They got to get their run game picked up. I think it's going to take some time with with Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. How's that for a location for Derrick Henry? I know it's in the South, but you might have to give up a little more. That could, you know, that it's a, it's a viable option. I know we didn't talk too much about the trade deadline and that'll probably something that we talk about next week once everything concludes. But as we look at all of this, Houston, I I have to look at their, within their division right now, they're three and three, two games back at Jacksonville. Indianapolis is three and four. Tennessee's two and four. Houston's also the AC in the playoff picture too. Exactly. So they're close, but does Tennessee dole them out to a divisional rival? Probably not. No, probably not. But if they did, that a person like Derrick Henry on that team with veteranship, that that would be a nice move if they were out of the division. All Especially said the way done, that rookie quarterback's playing, man. Holy crap. Yeah, I agree. But all said and done, I think I think we're gonna sweep this one out, Houston, if 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 I can be guessing hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. Sweep it is. How sweep sweep it is. Yes, sir. Clean sweep with the Houston Texans. All right, moving on. We got us the Seattle Seahawks versus the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Uh, This game is in Seattle. Seattle is favored by three and a half points. I don't tend to agree, man. Seattle's just one of them streaky teams. Uh, I think Cleveland's just – I think this is going to come down to defense, man, to be honest with you. And I like P.J. Walker. I think he's just a little stud. He's a little firecracker. I think it'll be close. I like the three and a half points. Just don't like it for Seattle. So give me Cleveland 20 to 17. Mm. Yeah. If DK Metcalf does not play again. Yeah. By the way, that screwed me a fan. I didn't know he was out and I started him. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, guess what? You still weren't beating me, baby. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, it's all right. We've <laughs> We've all been there before. But I don't think I've ever beaten you. <laughs> maybe once. But if no no DK, that's a huge issue for Seattle. Oh, you God. saw it last week. They only got 20. Now, they did utilize a couple of their rookie wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett hasn't been incorporated into this offense this year as much as he's been in the past. Kenneth Walker's a damn good running back. Yeah. But... Cleveland's defense is still top-notch, even though they gave up 30-plus points against Indianapolis. Miles Garrett is going to force the pressure on that O-line of Seattle. He's going to get to Geno Smith. Um, Three-and-a-half, I feel it could go three-and-a-half Seattle, three-and-a-half Cleveland. I think it's a nice competitive matchup. Mm -hmm. Give me Cleveland. I think they still kind of ride hot. And 
They're going to make things competitive in that division with Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. They're going to make things competitive in the entire freaking conference. Mm-hmm. You got to watch out for Cleveland, man. They could be they could be that sleeper like six seed. Absolutely, kind of kind of like in baseball where those wild card teams just come out of nowhere. Look look tonight. I know I don't want to get off the football tangent, but Arizona Diamondbacks yep. just knocked out the Phillies. Yep, they're going to the World Series. So if those sleeper teams sometimes can can you know shark bite you. Absolutely. Brandon's thinking the game. I, I didn't realize the uh, the Browns in a second in rushing, next to last in passing yards. Yeah, but their defense is number one in yards allowed. Weird. That's just straight up weird. Give me Seattle in this game. Oh, really? All yeah. right. Okay. The gambling man. Okay. We got Brandon with Seattle and uh, Dominic and myself with the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Cleveland could help out the Niners. Please help the Niners. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Moving on. We got us a little AFC West action. We we got the Broncos taking on the Chiefs. The Broncos are at home, but Kansas City favored big. They're favored by, with, uh, by eight and a half points. I tend to agree. I mean – it might it, be more than that. This is KC all the way. I'm talking like 30 to like 13, dude. Yep. Chiefs. Yep. Give me uh I think their name is the Kansas City Swifties, right? Yeah, give me the Swifties yeah. over the Broncos. The Kansas City Swifties. <laughs> they will they will swiftly sweep the Broncos here in 2023. Two <laughs> wins within a 3-week span. That's called that you know, oh, I will give a little. I, I'll I'll shed one little tear for Denver. Two weeks out of the last three games, you have to go against Kansas City. Like who put that schedule? Like that's just <laughs> you're asking for a butt whooping. Like man, the the league must hate that. Like Peyton Manning's oh, probably man. sitting there like, wow, you do them dirty. Whew. All right, so we got a clean sweep of the Chiefs. And by the way, I think I'm going to put a ban on the uh, Swifties words on this channel. Yeah. That might have been it. Put an RIP on that one. Oh, man. All right, moving on. We got the Cardinals versus the Ravens. Cardinals are at home. Again, Baltimore favored big in this one. Eight and a half points. I tend to agree. I mean, the Cardinals just straight out suck. I said it earlier in the show, Ravens are good. Give me the... I'm going to do it. Give me the Ravens 24 nothing. Pitching the shutout. Pitching the shutout. Wow. Hey, I, I, oh, go ahead, though. No, no, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked we're going for a shutout on this game. I'm shocked. I'm both shocked and appalled. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a Cardinal fan, I'd be appalled. Be appalled. Oh, <laughs> but go ahead, Brent. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I agree, Ravens. You know, they keep their winning ways and they pick up that nice W against Arizona. Arizona is just, I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they do either. Josh Dobbs, <laughs> he's okay. I, I just, I don't know what they are. So, other than, a bo- other than a bottom bottom dweller. So, yeah, they're, they're not good. That's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, no. give me, uh, 
give, give me the Ravens uh, big. I think you'll you'll have Lamar Jackson sitting a portion of the fourth quarter. Mm. You know, Arizona yeah. Arizona put Zach Ertz on the IR, who hasn't really played that much this year. Kyler Murray's still out. Then you add James Conner to the mix. Injury riddled like a lot of other teams. Mm-hmm. Ravens win big. They pick up right where they left off against Detroit. Lamar Jackson has four total touchdowns, two on the ground, two in the air. Mm-hmm. Big right. game. It's a clean sweep of the Ravens. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, we got the 49ers versus the Bengals. Oh, classic Super Bowl rematch here from back in the day, back in the 80s. Yep. Uh, San Francisco's actually – I don't know why I just said actually. That was a stupid choice of words. San Francisco is favored in this game by five and a half. Now, we all know how I feel about the Bengals. <laughs> and I think this is a get-right game for the San Francisco 49ers. They're back at this home. Is why you pick, this is why you're picking the Bengals? Of course not. Of course <laughs> not. Of course not. I Like I said, bounce-back game for the 49ers. They're back at home. They are still a little banged up. But you know what? I don't think that's going to make a difference because the Bengals aren't the Bengals as they have been the last couple of years. Give me the San Francisco 49ers 24 to 16. Okay. Mm. Brandon, I'll give you the floor. I'll go last for my boys. Yeah. Uh, Niners have to win this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I agree. They cannot, <laughs> they cannot go. There'll be three straight losses, especially going into the bye. Right. Oh. You cannot limp into the bye like this. Going to the bye, feeling good against a, a quality opponent. The Bengals three and three. Yeah, they always, but they they historically start off slow every year. Mm-hmm. The Bengals. Um, I, I think this game would be a lot tougher than than you know some may think. Uh, what's the spread? Five and a half. Five and a for, half for the Niners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I think it'd be closer than that. I think it'd be a field goal type of game. I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, any type of blowout or a touchdown game. Uh, but yeah, give me the Niners in this one. They find, you know, they they end that losing streak, going to the bye with the win, uh, and getting a little healthy during that bye. I so agree. Game, clearly, I agree. This team <laughs> needs to win. They need to snap a two-game losing streak. Clearly. Um, but it is a get right game and the Niners have to do everything right. Just like the Jets this week, they got to get back. They got to get back to the basics that got them to where they were when they demolished the Cowboys, you know, take what you learned from the Browns loss, take what you learned from the Vikings loss, and you need to channel everything you have. You have a bye week So you need to put blood, sweat, tears, body, limbs, everything into this game. We saw what Cleveland did to the 49ers when they were coming off a bye week. They had two weeks to prep. Cincinnati's doing the same thing. Joe Burrow is healthier. What scares me is the Niners last night, or Monday night, without Justin Jefferson, the Vikings allowed their number two wide receiver, Jordan Addison, to torch the 49ers secondary. Now, 60 yards of it came on a a strip little touchdown right before half, but hey, it counts. It's on record. I can't change that. The Niners defense can't change that. Bengals have T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. You have to at least cancel one of them out. You have to make one an absolute non-factor. And I have a feeling it's going to be T. Higgins. Jamar Chase is going to be the guy. He's always open like Garrett Wilson. So the Niners have to find a combination to stop that from happening. 
right away. Joe Mixon's been a little slow. The Niners, you know, can hold a running game. I feel pretty confident about that. Biggest thing, the Niners got to pressure Joe Burrow. They need to pressure the quarterback. They had eight total, or pardon me, 16 total pressures in last night's game. Kirk Cousins dropped back to pass 45 times. Not even a third, not even a quarter. And they couldn't even get to Kirk Cousins, who is a pocket passer. Joe Burrow is a pocket passer. He's not running right now with his calf and everything else. So the Niners got to get right on defense. You got to finish your tackles. A lot of missed tackles last night. Offensively, McCaffrey's another week, a little bit healthier. He looked just fine, regardless of what the media says. You already had your game against without Debo Samuel. Incorporate Ayuk, incorporate Kittle, get Jawan Jennings in there. Just play the style of football you know how to play punch him in the mouth, and go out there. It's going to be a dogfight. Every game, I expect from now to the end of the year, everybody is smelling blood in the water when they see the 49ers. Everybody is. So you got to take that and use it to your advantage. And a little fun fact, I was telling Randy this before, Kyle Shanahan, in his coaching career with the 49ers, is 13-18 and in the month of October. October is Halloween for this team. It's very scary. Also, the Niners in their past five winning seasons, only once have they lost back-to-back games. Week six and seven last year. Oh, look, they've lost back-to-back games this year, week six and seven. Hopefully it's just Halloween playing tricks on us, but the Niners need a treat, not a trick this week. And they got a ball out. Brock Purdy, take all that energy. This whole team, take everything that the media is talking about you. Grill it up, light it up, smoke it out everybody's butt, and go win this game. Absolutely. Slap them in the mouth. Let's go. Absolutely. Niners. I don't care what the score is. I don't care if it's by one. (laughs) Win. Just win, baby, like Al Davis says. All right. Clean sweep of the 49ers. All right. Moving on. We got the Los Angeles Chargers. Versus the Chicago Bears. The Chargers are at home. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a little page out of Dominic's uh, playbook from last week. I'm basing this pick solely on now. I, I don't know if I'm saying this kid's name right. Tyson Badgett, quarterback mm-hmm. for the Bears. Tyson Badgett. Yeah. If he's playing, give me the Bears. But if Justin Fields playing, uh, I don't have. I don't. I don't have the, the Bears. I, I read this morning the Bears are leaning towards. It's a very doubtful situation with Justin Fields as well. Well, then there you go. Give me the Chicago Bears then, because you know how I feel about the San Diego Chargers, and I think the Chicago Bears. I think they're just going to rally behind this kid. I mean, I mean, he showed up last week, led him to a victory, and I, 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 I just don't trust San Diego. So give, give me the Bears, even on the road, and I think I think. It's definitely going to be close, uh, but I'm thinking somewhere, somewhere along the lines of like, oh, I don't know, 24-21 Bears. No, I don't trust San Diego, but I do trust the Los Angeles Chargers to win this game. All right. Sun- Sunday night football, Herbert, second time in three weeks to get it right on prime time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll choke. You know, he, he could. He will. But – I think this has got to be a game where the Chargers have to go back to their old ways. 
Mm-hmm. Get, Eckler, Eckler. Yep. Brandon, you get Eckler involved. These two games, Dallas, not really. Chiefs, not even close. If you get Eckler reacclimated like he normally is in this lineup, Chargers will be just fine because then you get a complimentary piece of Keenan Allen. That connection between the two of them is great. Not a problem. Palmer stepping up. This defense has put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. They just don't have that killer instinct. The I mean, it's Bears not a matter would... of yards with the Chargers. It's a matter no. of just turning the ball over in crucial moments. Stop the run. The Bears ran all over the Raiders last week. Deontay uh, Freeman or Foreman, whatever his last name is. Yeah. Foreman, uh, luck be a lady, as they say in Vegas. I dropped or benched Zach Moss, brought in Foreman, 32-plus fantasy points. Oh, wow, nice. That single-handedly helped. Yep. Stop the run. Maybe not this week, Chargers. Stop the passing. Stop DJ Moore. Let, Form, you know, let Foreman do whatever. But I got the, you know, Chargers, I think, will, will, we all say this cliche, a get-right week for them. Randy ain't buying what I'm selling. No. <laughs> by the way, uh, Los Angeles is favored by eight and a half. But yeah, boy, Ooh, eight and a half. Oh, that yeah, generous. That's bullshit. That is generous. <laughs> Your favorite team. I got my Chargers and Bengals so jersey much. on order. <laughs> <laughs> I know who's worse right now for Randy. Is it the Chargers or the Bengals on his, you know, uh, on his list? Bengals. Definitely the Bengals. Definitely yeah, the Bengals. I think if the Chargers had a better quarterback, they'd be, they, you know, or at least if their quarterback was playing a lot better, they'd, they'd be a good football team. Bengals yeah, is just. Bengals. F the Bengals. <laughs> that, that, that is hopefully God's truth this week. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. Don't worry. Was Brandon picked yet? Yeah, he yeah. said, yeah, he oh. said Chargers. Oh, he picked the Chargers. Okay, okay. Yeah, this oh. was your. It was your nightmare. Oh, okay. Yeah, come on. Bears got this. No problem. Hey, hey. If anything happens and the Bengals somehow destruction happens, I'm not going to use the L word, but destruction. Randy is single handedly paying for my mental sanity bills. <laughs> oh yeah. Single handedly. Venmo it. It's happening. Go, go fund me for, uh, for that. Oh, yeah. we're, going, we're going to rub for the luck here, folks. We'll, we'll run one live right here on the show. <laughs> Taking <laughs> donations. All right, moving on. Final game of the week, Monday Night Football. Dun, 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 Lions dun. versus the Raiders. Lions are at home. They're favored by eight and a half. I think it's a get-right game. I We all know my feelings on the Lions this year. It's a good football team. You know, they just – Trap game last week. I, well, I wouldn't call it a trap game. They played a really good football team in the Ravens, but you score a little, it was humbling. Yeah, very humbling. And I think they're going to get right, you know, especially against the Raiders at home and, you know, in front of the fans at Ford Field. This is going to be an ass whooping. And I'm Ooh. talking an ass whooping. I think the Lions are going to win 34 to 14. A good old fashioned. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, give me the Lions in this one, too. Lions and yeah, yeah, a clean sweep on this one. Lions for me, it will be a butt whooping if Jimmy G is not in because Brian Hoyer did as much as he could. And then McCon, you know, the Bears just ran all over them. 
And and this is a Raiders team that the two previous weeks, their defense was balling out. And then all of a sudden fell off the plank. Yep. Um, but if, if Jimmy G's in there, you know he's gonna throw a pick or two. Detroit's defense is very good. Um, but it would be closer somehow. I, I can't believe I have to say this. The Raiders need to involve Devontae Adams more. <laughs> that is Devon, De, De, oh, Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah, that guy. Like you're you losing him in the fold. Jacoby Myers is playing better than him. And I get Josh McDaniels and Myers have a relationship for New England, and that works for their offense, but get Myers' touches, but Devontae Adams. Yeah. What 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 are we doing here? If you're a Raiders fan, what are you doing? If they can get both of them going and Jimmy G plays a clean game, it's competitive. But I don't see Jimmy. I love him. That chin line, that Italian chin line, it runs deep in our Italians. But, you know, Detroit's going to want to pounce. And first Monday night football game at Ford Field since 2018. It's been five years in the making for these these Lions. It's really been that long? That, yep. They mentioned that in the the post-game wrap-up on Monday night. First time in five years, Monday night football at home. That place is going to be fired up. Fired up. Jared Goff, three ties. Um, I don't, uh, Montgomery, I don't know if he's going to play, but Gibbs played a lot. He was a focal point in the passing game. They got weapons. Um, oh, Ross yeah. St. Brown, Laporto, the rookie, Gibbs, um, you know, Reynolds. Like they have some oddball names that are workhorses. Oh, yeah. So Lions, once again, we got a sweep. Yep. Clean sweep of the Lions. All right, and that's going to conclude it for this week's show. Everybody, we thank you again for checking us out here on the One Jets pod. Brandon, Dominic, again, thank you for your time this week. I hope I kick your butts this week in the pick I am. I'm going, I'm going undefeated, you know. Just, you know, it's okay. just what I do. You know, I wake up in well, the morning, I piss excellent, so. We'll call you We'll call you at halftime of Sunday night, or no, at the end of Sunday night football and see how you're feeling about that. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it'll be the other way around. It'll be me and the chat. Anybody here? Hello. Hello. <laughs> again, again. Remember, remember, fans. Randy, that boy, that 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 boy over there is paying for my mental sanity bills. If something goes wrong God, this week, God forbid. God forbid. God San Fran and the Jets lose. Oh my gosh. I ain't even worried. I ain't even worried about it. San Francisco. They're not beating. They're not going to lose to the Bay. We want. We want treats, folks, not tricks. <laughs> We want treats. Happy Halloween. That's right. Again, thanks for checking us out here on the One Jets pod. On behalf of Brandon, Dominic, and myself, we'll see you down the road. Go Jets. Welcome to. So, what's up, One Jet pod fans? I got a lot to talk about. We talked a little bit about it in the show. But I'm still heated. I'm still heated about my 49ers. Man, you know, Jets fans have showed me so much love and showed the podcast so much love, and I appreciate it. But this is going to be a down and dirty time right now for my 49ers. I'll relate it to the Jets in a way. But this is rant time. I didn't want to do it on the show. I didn't want to have to put Randy and Brandon through that. But they feel my pain. It's been a tough two weeks. Niners need to 
figure it out, and they need to do it ASAP. This is not the team that needs to mess around and find out. Y'all know the same. I ain't going to cuss right now, but they do not need to mess around and find out. And they've done that the last two weeks. Props to Cleveland. Props to Minnesota. I'm a Niner fan through and through, but I have to give due where due goes. Cleveland and Minnesota took advantage and beat us fair and square. Niners shot themselves in the foot in Cleveland one too many times with their own foot. Jake Moody, rookie kicker, I get it. But Brock Purdy and that offense, with as anemic as it was in that game against Cleveland, gave you an opportunity to win. And you booted it, literally. Didn't put any pressure on P.J. Walker. Are you kidding me? Then they go into Monday Night Football. They stay in the Midwest, East Coast. Prime time, where Kirk Cousins fails. And you let him ball out with his gold chain, his super dad look, and the whole, you like that, you like that, all of that. You let that run all over you in front of America. What pass rush? Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator for the Niners, needs to screw his head on straight. Because this is a defense full of dogs. And Jets fans, you know what I'm talking about. The Jets defense is something special. 49ers defense is something special, too. They have the pieces with Bosa and Hargrave, Greenlaw, Warner, Ufunga, Charvarius Ward, Gibson, and many more. This defense is kick-ass when it's on fire. But the last couple of weeks, there's been no pressure, a lot of soft coverage, and allowing underneath slant cut routes to take advantage of you. And yes, some tough plays too. You intercept the ball, Jordan Addison takes it away for a 60-yard score to take all the momentum into halftime. Tough play. But boy, oh boy, this defense cannot make a mistake. Missing tackles? That's what bottom-tier teams do. You can't do that. Step up. Bosa, you got your bag. Go get your sacks. Everybody needs to step up. And to not be able to do that is criminal. And you now put yourself in a situation where you're now in the same amount of losses as the Seattle Seahawks within your division. You only have one more win because they've already had their bye. You're going into a tough matchup this week against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who have been inconsistent this year. But they just had their bye week. And look how well the Browns prepared for the 49ers coming out of their bye. So I expect the Bengals to be hella prepared for the 49ers. They were probably eyes glued to that game last night on Monday Night Football. And if Kirk Cousins can thrash the Niners defense, if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are on, it might be a long afternoon for the 49ers. But the Niners are in a must-win scenario. You lose against Cleveland, lick your chops, go back out there and go win. But two tough road games and you show up like that and get 17 points each game after scoring 30-plus in nearly every start of Brock Purdy, unacceptable. Offense, missing Debo is going to hurt. 
Missing Trent Williams is going to hurt. Hopefully Trent Williams is back this week. But you still got McCaffrey. You still got IU. You still got George Kittle. Jawan Jennings. This offense has players. Brock Purdy. And this is where I'm going to transition a little bit to talk about the media. Because Jets fans know how the media can turn on you. The New York media can be deadly. The media around the United States, ESPN, FS1, all these places can be downright and dirty and hypocritical. And boy, they're taking it to the 49ers this week. Yeah, again, I'm not licking my chops. I'm licking the chops, but not in a bad way. I'm saying I'm taking it on the head and say, yeah, we screwed up. I'm not saying, oh, excuse here, excuse there. No, this Niner team has no excuses. They're supposed to be Super Bowl bound and take on the likes of the Eagles. Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, all these contending teams in the NFL. Now, I want you guys to listen to this because I know Jets fans have been here before. I'm going to clear up the mic, clear it up, and look right at me. Media needs to get Brock Purdy's name out of their freaking mouth. You're touting him as the next Joe Montana. And then he has two bad games. Cleveland was mediocre. Minnesota was mediocre. I'm not even going to call them bad games. They were subpar, but still quality games. He kept the 49ers in that game against Cleveland. Got them all the way down on the field. If Jake Moody makes that field goal, Niners are still undefeated. Different story. Brock Purdy made some big-time throws on Monday Night Football. And I'll give it up to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. They highlighted the best of Brock Purdy. How he reads routes. How he's already delivering a ball before the receiver is even done turning his ball for the route. There's an instinctual behavior there with Brock Purdy. Everybody's entitled to some bad games. How many freaking games has Mahomes had that's bad? Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Tua Tunga Vailoa, you name it. There's been bad games. But they won't put them out to pasture like they're doing to Brock Purdy. Two games. Yeah, they're bad. But come on. The Niners have a track record here. Kyle Shanahan, 13-18 and 18 in the month of October as the Niners head coach. Last year, they lost back-to-back games in week six and seven. This year. Back-to-back losses in six and seven. So maybe it's a little more, as I said in the podcast, trick more than treat. It is Halloween time. Maybe the Niners are getting a little scared. And maybe they underperformed to their opponents. And now they got to get back in the swing of things. But the media needs to get Brock Purdy's name out of their mouth. This guy single-handedly saved the 49ers season last year, got them competing in the NFC title game, And if it wasn't for a busted up elbow, who knows what would have happened. I'm not guaranteeing a win, but who knows. That game is hell of a lot more competitive than it was against the Eagles. But the Niners would not be where they are today without Brock Purdy. And get Christian McCaffrey's name out of your mouth. MVP candidate one week. Oh, and he's a bum the next. Sure, did Minnesota hold him? to less yards than he's used to on the ground? Absolutely. Good for Minnesota for game planning. But the Niners had a different game plan against Minnesota. He's coming off an oblique injury. 
They don't want to tax him too much. He played almost every snap except for one last night, or Monday night, I should say. But they utilized him in different ways. Don't you get that? And I'm not talking to you, Jets fans. I'm talking the media. Get with it. It's more complex than other offenses. Not having Debo is a, is a scheming problem. The Niners have to recalibrate. And Ayuk is dynamic. Kittle's dynamic. But it's a battle. Each game is a battle. And everybody, when you play these teams, the Niners, the Chiefs, all these top-tier teams in the NFL, every team that's under them is going to smell blood in the water. They want to be the one that attacks them. Jets fans, you know what I'm talking about. You guys went into that Philadelphia Eagles game, you know, not beating the Eagles and then upsetting them, knocking out their perfect season. You guys smelled blood in the water. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Teams like to be like that. And the bigger teams, Eagles, Niners, whatever, have to know that going in. And the Niners, did they maybe take it for granted the last two weeks? Maybe they did. Who knows? I can't I can't be the one sitting in this position right now, not being in the room, saying what they need to be said. But anybody in the media saying, oh, Brock Purdy's a system quarterback. He is who we thought he was. No. It's a bad game. Or I'm not again, not a bad game. It's a subpar game for Brock Purdy standards. But he still had the 49ers in position to win that game. He threw the interception. That's on him. 100% goes on Brock Purdy. But stop this. Oh, he's not a top 20 quarterback. Get off. Stop it. This media, man, is it's insane. Absolutely insane. And I give it up for Jeff Saturday on ESPN's first take and get up on Tuesday morning saying exactly what I'm saying. Had a situation, and he didn't just execute. But one play, you're going to define that over somebody's career? I know Jets fans aren't going to like this one, but look at Tom Brady. He's had bad moments, but look at his career. Look at Zach Wilson. He's had moments, but he's balled out when he's had to and got some big moments. Okay? That's every quarterback. I didn't see the media going after Patrick Mahomes after a bad opening night game against Detroit without Travis Kelsey. Funny how they used, oh, Travis Kelsey wasn't there, so he lost about 100 yards rece- or you know passing that day. He wasn't on the field. You got to play with what you have. I'm not saying, oh, Brock Purdy and the Niners win that game because of Debo Samuel. No, he's a part of the scheme. It's a part. But I'm not saying that's the reason, everything, everything that everybody else did. No, that's not how this works. Brock Purdy's QBR was about less than 10 points different than Patrick Mahomes' opening day loss against Detroit. But they're going to read Brock Purdy the riot act. Yeah, Mahomes has two rings. Good for him. Who cares? I don't care how many rings you have. What are you doing for me right now? And I'm pretty sure if Mahomes had lost two weeks in a row or something, they would not be qu- they would not sit up there and say, hmm, is Mahomes the GOAT anymore? Bull. They're going to say he's fine. It's just a blip in the road. It's a blip in the road, folks. If we get to the dog days of December and this issues continue, okay, then it's a bigger problem. But circling back, the big game this week for the 49ers. 
Got to do all the small things right. Got to get back to the basics. And got to smack somebody in the face. Jets and Niners have the same mindset, in my opinion, going into this week. Jets against the Giants, Niners against the Bengals at home. You got to go out on the field, smack the other team in the face, get off to a red-hot start, give your defense a little break so they can pounce throughout the rest of the game and not get tired and beaten down as the as the game goes on. Niners have a bye week. Then they got to go to Jacksonville. These games, the Niners already, you know, I said the Niners would lose maybe three or four games. Well, they already took 50% of those away. And there's still a hard schedule coming up. Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Tampa, Seattle, Philly, Seattle. Those next six games are going to be rough. Niners have to go a minimum of four and two. Minimum. That puts them at nine and four. That's good. As long as we win the division, I'm happy. I don't have to have the number one seed. Because you never know. The number one seed having that extra rest week could be detrimental. I'd rather keep the momentum and the iron striking hot at the right time. Week six and seven do matter. But do they matter as much as down the stretch when it's important when we get to the postseason? Absolutely. Are the Niners maybe going to look at these last two weeks and say, we could have gained at least one extra game there? Absolutely. And I'll be pissed off at that as we go along. But you have to continue moving strong. No excuses. You want to be a Super Bowl contender, can't have excuses. You got to execute. That's what the Niners got to do. Rub it for good luck. And I share my luck with you and the Jets because I want the Jets to succeed as much as the next person. I might not be a diehard J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets fan, but I got nothing but love for them. That's why I'm here on the podcast with Randy and Brandon because I see a lot of potential and I just love the game of football. I wouldn't be here if it was the Seattle Seahawks or the Eagles or other teams that are Niners rivals. Niners and Jets, man, I got love for Robert Sala. I've turned a new leaf with Aaron Rodgers. Garrett Wilson's a stud. Brees Hall's a stud. Defense is a stud. It reminds me they're like the baby 49ers when the Niners were coming up the last couple of years. And you saw these guys like Fred Warner, who was younger and dynamic. Now he's becoming that veteran presence. It's a full circle moment. So I, I see a lot of things in the Jets that I see in the 49ers and that I've seen in the 49ers over the last couple of years. And that's why I was like, hey, it'd be a, be a hoot and a holler if it was Jets Niners in the Super Bowl, man. You know, maybe maybe it is, maybe it isn't, maybe not this year, maybe next year. Who the hell knows? But man, anything Jets fans, you learn from me in this 49ers rant and the passion that I bring, not just for here, but for when we talk Jets football. Dynamic fundamentals have to be key. Can't have mental mistakes if you're trying to be a Super Bowl contender. The media needs to get the 49ers' name out of their mouth because when the Niners win, it's maybe they're not doing enough right before the Dallas week. Ah, Dallas is still better. We beat the doors off of Dallas. And they're like, oh, okay, maybe now the Niners, but we'll see how they go. There's always something, but I'd rather be that underdog that's against the media and in the position to prove people wrong. And I know the Jets are in that situation too within their own division with Buffalo and Miami. And even if New England's not playing well, it's Bill Belichick and the storied franchise of New England. 
I like being the underdog. I like proving people wrong. I like being battle-tested. This is what battle-tested looks like for the 49ers. This is all out of love, man. This is all out of love for my team. Jets fans, you feel it. You guys have love when you guys go hard on your Jets. That's what being a sports fan's about. Media don't get that. Haters don't get that. People just want to see your team fail, like Cowboy fans or Seahawks fans for us. They're like, oh, well, fine with that. Of course, that's what rivalries are. But come on now. Man. Boils my blood when media starts talking all that shit. I get it's for ratings. I get it. But back it up with some factual evidence and stop being so wishy-washy week to week. Man, I don't need the media to survive. Maybe for my personal job and my in, in my personal life, I do work in media. But when it comes to being a fan and supporting my team, I don't need the media to make my life and the cycle keep rolling. I'm not hanging on every word Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless and all those pundits want to put out. Hell no. I'll listen. I'll absorb it. I'll take it for what it's worth. For as thin as those words may or may not be, and even when the, when they're praising the Niners, take it for a grain of salt. Some of them played the game. Some of them didn't. But man, Moral of the story is, folks, get Brock Purdy's name out of your freaking mouth, just like Will Smith said to Chris Rock that one time. Keep the Niners out your mouth, media. Because it's only week eight now as we enter week eight football. We still got 10 weeks of football to be played. Niners have 10 games and a bye week. The tough get going. Everybody's got to be battle tested. And the Niners are getting battle tested once again in the month of October. Shanahan, 13 and 18 in his Niner coaching career in the month of October. You get the dog days of October, but then you barrel out through November, enjoy the holidays in December, and start January off with some winning ways to the postseason. All about forward momentum. Matthew McConaughey once said in The Wolf of Wall Street, revolutions, forward momentum. Mm -hmm. That's what the Niners are going through right now. Need the revolutions. Need to learn. Battle tested. This is what it's about. Get the right things done. Clean. Dynamic. Pressure. Execution. Do all that, dub. Yeah, you're still listening. That's what it's about. And that's the same thing for my Niners, faithful to the Bay. Same thing happens with the Jets. I reiterate all those same things to the Jets. Execution, dynamics, fundamentals, and slapping the opponent across the face and getting that early lead. We're in the same boat, folks. We're in the same boat. So, tip my cap to the Jets. Thank you for bidding the Eagles a week and a half ago. You're 3-3. Three and three. Go kick some butt. To all the Niner fans, faithful to the Bay 
Redemption week. Once again, you don't just have one. You have two losses you need to avenge. Go avenge him. And for all those Jets fans out there that maybe, maybe you don't have to be a Niner fan. You don't have to be a diehard. But if you have a little love in your heart, if you have a second favorite team, or just you enjoy watching another team, and you enjoy watching the my Niners, you hear what I'm preaching. This is what it's about. I'm looking forward to coming back and hopefully saying the positive things about the Jets and the Niners now next week's show. But I had to come on in. I had to steal the spotlight at the end of the show from Brandon and Randy, good buddies, and dive into this. I didn't want to have to put them through all of this hype because they feel the pain. They've been there before. Cheers to Randy. Cheers to Brandon. Cheers to you. The fans for following along the One Jets pod. This is what it's about, folks. Follow along, click that like, comment, subscribe button to wherever you get your podcast. On Instagram, follow everything Randy puts his heart and soul into. Same thing with Brandon, and I'll be along for the ride as well. Let's go. 49ers, faithful to the bang, beat the Bengals. Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. Hit it!